0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 22, 2017, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 5, How It Works, at the bottom of page 58. And that begins with remember, uh, the fourth paragraph that begins with remember that we deal with alcohol. And we're going to be reading onto page 59, ending with step three, as we understood him. Today's readers are Tina S., Esther F., Leslie M., Janice M., and Katie G., Our newcomer greeter is Hoodie, Hoodie R, I believe. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, Wednesday, June 21st, 2017. Uh, Oh, it's reference numbers, and they are as follows. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10072, that's 10072, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10074. 10074. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tina S. to read
1: the 12 steps of OA. Thanks, Rebecca, for your service. Tina S. recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. These are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive river readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, and I'll Thank you, Tina S. I will now
0: ask Esther S. to read the Twelve Traditions of O.A.,
2: Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, everybody. This is Esther S., a compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. Overeaters Anonymous, O.A. as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the O.A. name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you,
0: Esther F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you have done sharing, once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone and whoever is unmuted should hear this except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in Chapter 5, How It Works, at the bottom of page 58, the fourth paragraph that begins, Remember That We Deal With Alcohol, and we'll be reading through on page 59, uh, the end of Step 3 that ends with As We Understood Him. I will now ask Leslie M. to read that to us and comment on it if she so chooses. Uh,
3: good morning, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your service. This is Leslie M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. and very honored to be able to read this this morning. Uh, remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us but there is one who has all power, that one is God, may you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God, as we understood Him. And um, such a powerful, powerful reading this morning. Um, I'm just, as I said, honored to be able to do this. And you know, what really stood out for me is is how many times power is in here uh, in this reading. You know, uh, and that alcoholism, that compulsive overeating, is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Um, but there is one who has all power. That one is God. And then, you know, when we, as we get into steps one, two, and three, it's basically I can't, He can, and I'll let Him. You know, we admitted we were powerless, and we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And after that, uh, you know, I've made the decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. Um, you know, I've, I, I, I have gotten to the point, thank God, gratefully, that um, I see that my life, um, um, that my dilemma was lack of power. And that the only way, the only way that I could um, have any change with that was by surrendering completely. And by um, seeing the power that was available to me, and taking that, um, I have no power. You know, in our in the past um, days, we've read that you know either God is everything or He's nothing. And in my life now, God is everything, and He's always with me. You know, that power is, um, as I've shared with people that I speak to on the phone, that power is standing right behind me, right over my le- my right shoulder, and whenever I need direction. I just go there and say, hi, what are we doing next? You know, I am eternally grateful uh, for this, this meeting specifically and this program and just um, having learned that that uh, of myself I am nothing and that, that I don't have the power to do anything for this, um, for this disease and that I had to surrender completely. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for your service.
0: Thank you. Uh, okay, just one second here. I'm sorry. Thank you, Leslie I'm um, Getting ahead of myself. Um, who would like to share on what Leslie read this morning?
4: Katie G. from Boston. Barbara
5: P. E.
0: Barbara E. Reva P. Reva P. Harlan G. Harlan G.
6: Sue G. Janice, Janice. M. G.
0: Jackie B from the Bronx. Jackie B from the Bronx. Okay. Why don't we go with you? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Katie G, Barbara E, Reva P, Harlan G, Sue G,
4: Janice M, and Jackie B. Katie G,
0: you're first.
4: Good morning, Rebecca. Can I be heard? Yes, I hear you, Katie. Awesome. Good morning, everyone. This is KG, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, anorexic emboliment, calling in from Boston, starting my timer. Wow, this is so exciting. So we're standing at a turning point, right? So when you turn, we have a choice. We can go back to the food or we can go towards God, right? And the only way to fulfill the first three steps to turn my will in my life over the care of God is to keep going, is to take steps four through nine. But what I was really struck by is um, asking God's protection. So God is going to be keeping us from harm, Um, asking his care. So um, when we ask for care, that's, watchful attention over us and with complete abandon and what I love is that we've been talking about over and over again like yesterday letting go of our old ideas and you're not going to get anything unless you let go absolutely because food is clever and deceptive and baffling and frustrating and powerful and it will be my god unless I continue on with an entire abstinence and working the steps. And I love to I, um, I, I've heard this AA guy talk about, you know, oh, you know, we walk around wondering where God is, right? Is, is he over there? Is he over there? May you find him now? God is in the present moment. And you know, each and every day, I have the privilege of, of seeing that happen to me over and over again, like, I'm clearing out the wreckage of a future that may never happen. I'm living in the past, but God is in the now. So I can lose God at any time, but I can find him in the now. You know, and for those of you who haven't taken the first three steps, or I hear a lot of people come to me and they're like, I'm really scared about taking step four. And I'm like, why? There's nothing that you don't know that's going to come in step four. And and most significantly, like, we can let go and ask for God to protect us and care for us. And if you don't feel like you have a God, borrow my God. It is okay. Like, you don't need some beautiful construction of God to take these these three steps all you need to do for me is like number one i can't do it all right like i need help i can't do it number two i'm not god number three okay god i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going forward with the work i'm gonna make this decision today i am not gonna eat i'm gonna go forward with the work entirely um, and what a privilege, what an exciting time for all of us. Um, the Step 3 prayer is something I use over and over again to offer myself to God. And the way I do that is continually uncovering, discovering, and discarding things that are blocking me from God. So if the food is blocking you today or self is blocking you today, you know, half measures is not are not going to help you. we got to be all in. So, you know, for today, Katie G. from Boston, I'm going to be all in with you guys, shoulder to shoulder, for one one more day, God willing, and without I pass
6: thanks k
0: d t Barbara E.
4: Thank you so much. May
7: I be heard right now?
0: Yes, Barbara,
7: okay, well, may you find him now? You must find him now. made a decision to turn my care, not my care, but my his direction of God as I understand it. May I go to any lengths to find a spiritual experience? We all have faith in, in foxholes, I'm told. Fortunately, I've not been there, but I have been desperate, desperate in my compulsive overeating. I've had to ask God to give me the strength and the direction, and I cannot shrink or put anything, anything on the back burner. Many scientists who formerly not believed in God, came to believe. Einstein, Copernicus, Sir Francis Bacon, Galileo, Descartes, Newton, and more. I saw a wonderful movie recently called The Man Who Knew Infinity based on the true story of a friendship of an untutored Indian man in the year 1913 who... I can't even begin to pronounce his name, self-taught mathematical genius whose genius still helps our world around us. And he came to Cambridge where in the course of five years he forges this wonderful bond with his mentor at Cambridge. And when asked where these numbers, these formulas came from, does that mean there's time? I'm not sure about the core. No, rate,
0: no, it doesn't mean there's time. Oh, oh
7: okay. I I just wanted to say he said he got his formulas from God. Scientists can get their formulas from God. Certainly, this poor compulsive overreader from New Jersey can too. Have faith. Go forward. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Please make sure your line is muted unless you're the speaker. And Reva P., you're next. Why don't I just tell anyone who just got on the line that we are reading from the bottom of 58. Remember that we deal with alcohol through step three on 59. Go ahead, Reva P., thank you.
8: Good morning. It's Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. I wanted to share on the whole concept of turning point um, when we're at step three. So it tells me that I can't do it myself. It's too much for me, um, which is step one, and that I need a power that's bigger than me, which is step two. And then, um, it also tells me if I do half the program, I don't get half, I get zero, just like it said a paragraph before, you know, 30% still gives me zero, 90% gives me zero, um, but what I love is this concept of a turning point. And somebody shared at our meeting here last night that, you know, the word surrender is not in the big book. Um, it talks about turning. Um, and, and that this concept of surrender is like a resignation, like I've lost a fight. But turning, to me, is like the image of getting to a fork in the road, and it's, it's going one way or the other way. And I have to make a choice. I have to make a decision. And that's all step three is, is a decision. Am I going to go this way or that way? Um, And I turn towards my higher power um, and make a decision, which then means I have to follow through with action, um, which is doing the rest of the steps. So for example, yesterday I was indulging in justified anger with my daughter and I can choose to continue doing that. Um, And I know it's dangerous, and it's the luxury of, you know, normies out there, not not me, because food will feel like the next step up if I continue. So when I get to the turning point, I choose um, and make a decision, which means I do step 10, which is 4 through 9, and then 11 and 12. Um, And then um, I'm at peace, and I don't need to pick up. And I also love this concept of when I get to that turning point, what do I ask for? Um, I ask for protection and care. I don't start getting busy fixing the problem myself. I just ask for protection and care. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Riva P. Harlan G. Thank you very much, Rebecca
9: and Team Thursday, for making this meeting possible. I'm so glad to be here part of it. I'm Harlan G, and I'm a sweltering, recovered, compulsive overeater in 119 degrees, Scottsdale, Arizona. Glad to be here this morning. I love the language of this part of the book here. It is absolute language. There is no ambiguity. There is no way of slipping through. But let's take a look at what we have here in just the first three steps. And then Monday, we're going to talk about Sam Shoemaker. We're going to talk about 4 through 12. But But right now what we have here is the steps are really divided into four sections. Admission, submission, restitution, reconstruction. The first step is admission. Admission of what? Admission of powerlessness over alcohol and that my life is unmanageable. And sometimes what I like to do with new sponsees that are just having trouble grasping this. I switch things around and I say, we admitted we were powerless over our emotions and our food is unmanageable. I admit that I am powerless. That is the first step. Is that an action step? No. Sometimes people say, how do you work the first step in OA?' Well, you don't. You work the first step at Dunkin' Donuts. You work the first step puking in the toilet. You work the first step at the clothing store when they tell you they don't have anything to fit you and you realize you're in a big and tall men's store. You work the first step when you cannot control the amount of food you're eating and and it's maddening because the food has stopped working. At least that's how I work it. And I admit that of myself, I am nothing. I can't do this. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. How did I want the second step? The second step is also a conclusion of the mind. And that conclusion of the mind comes to me from looking around and seeing that my life is in shambles. That everything I do is degradating myself because the more I try to steer the ship of my life north, the more south I go. And I look around me, and I see people that are not eating, and they're not destroying themselves, and they are doing so happily. And I begin to take action after action after action, which I do not yet believe in, and the faith comes. The belief comes. It doesn't come from just striking me on the head with what Larry would call pixie dust. It comes from taking action. Step three, made a decision to turn our will, which is our thinking, and our lives, which is our action, over to the care of God as we understood him. And how do I do that? By taking steps four through 12. If I have taken the first three steps, I am doing four through 12 and doing it immediately, not in a month, not in six months. Now, with
0: that, I'll pass. Thanks very much. Thank you, Harlan G. Suji.
10: Good morning. This is Suji from Michigan, um, recovered by the grace of God. Um, we have to remember that back then um, when this was written, people went through the steps very quickly. And now we say that, you know, it. we talk in our meetings about how you know you have the spiritual experience by working the 12 steps. Well, they work; they go through the 12 steps very quickly, and as they as they do, um, they find God. And what I like is that they don't say, "We'll find a higher power," that we'll find a tree, that we'll find a, a thunderstorm. But that'll we'll we find him, may you find him now. They want us to find him now. And the way we go through the steps, it's kind of hard to find him for those that are coming in. This um, says so, so sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, with Bill it was quickly. But the fact that it is very the same as we agnostics, very very strong in the language you know that about God and you find Him now. It's God as you understand Him, but it's still God. And um, I don't know what I'd do if I hadn't had God to, to start showing me in the beginning when I came in. And um, and learning to... And I mean learning, because it, it was a long time. It was slowly that I learned how to... Um, he had already found me, but I don't think I found him in the sense that I put him in my program. He was off to the left, my program was off to the right, and and I didn't connect the two together in the way the big book puts it. And I wish I had earlier, I wish I'd had a sponsor that connected it for me. Um, but I'm so grateful that I do now. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Suji. Janice M.
6: Well, good morning to you, Rebecca. This is Janice M. And I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Okay, what's they telling me, us, me, um, if you're one of us, <clears throat> remember, it says, that means don't forget, don't forget, that this disease of yours, Janice, is cunning. You know, it's very highly skilled. It's more powerful than you because uh, it's no match for you from your experience. You should know this. Um, so we have to continuously to remember this. So now they're, they're saying to us, and it's very powerful, and without help. Well, I mean, if you still think you can get some help, then you don't have to go any further, Say, But they're prefacing us. They're prefacing us because it here. This is a very, This is like an ultimatum. You can either do this, or you don't have to, and continue to do what you want to do. And they say, well, you know, you have to. You know, it's half measures. Well, I used to think a half a loaf is better than none. Maybe I'll do some of them, but I can't get rid of this thing or whatever. I'm not going to do that because see, my goal was weight, but that's not the goal. Um, And uh, so it goes on to say um, that, uh, you know, we ask for his protection and all that. But here are the steps we took, which means these people that went, the pioneers that went before us, they were recovered. The problem was solved. So they say, well, you know, suggested if you want to do it this way. You know, we're not telling you to do it as a must because at that time, alcoholics, we don't like to be told what to do. So it was suggested that if you want a program of recovery, you know, a program for me to be recovered, Now, some of us don't want to get recovered. We just want to get, you know, the weight loss, but we don't want to do anything else. Then it's suggested. However, when we get into the three steps, the first three steps, it is not suggested It's a must. There's a must for each one of these steps. It's not suggested that you admit that you're powerless. It's not suggested that you have to believe in a power. It's really a must. If you want to get what they got, this is what you do. So, and the powerlessness is that when I inject the substance in my body, it creates a craving. And then, of course, when I'm stopped, you know, the obsession comes does this happen to me? Did that happen to me? Yeah. You know, so I concluded I was powerless. So I've tried everything else. Now what am I going to do? I'm going to get a power. Doesn't tell us who so that we can think differently. So then this is the turning point that we make just the decision to do the action because that's how we're going to find that higher power by, by surrendering my ego my selfishness, you know, my fear. That's all that is, okay? I give up. It's not my will, -will, um, self-will, and I'm going to continue. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice. Before Jackie B. goes, I'm just going to tell uh, anyone who doesn't know where we're reading from, and that's at the bottom of 58. Remember that we deal with alcohol through step 3 on page 59. Jackie B. Go right ahead.
5: Okay, I'm Jackie B. from the Bronx. Can I be heard?
0: I hear you, Jackie.
5: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for your service today. This is Jackie B. from the Bronx, recovered one day at a time. Um, half measures avail us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Um, this is... For me, I highlight it because that's the crux of the matter for me today, Um, that, you know, I've been in a program over 25 years, currently abstinent and working the big book way uh, a little over almost 11 months, and I know half measures avail us nothing. Um, Yes, I've had recovery, I've had uh, long-term abstinence, um... I've had all the, you know, promises at different various times in my life. However, today I know there's no half measures. The reason I say that is because I'm no longer negotiating. I no longer say I'll do this, I won't do that. Um, I'll um, weigh a measure here, I won't weigh a measure there. I'll um, call people when I feel like it. uh, 11 step, what is an 11 step? What is a 10 step? Um, what is being rigorously honest? What is, um, these things I don't negotiate anymore. I do them on a daily basis. That's the difference. Today when I wake up in the morning, I ask God for help. I don't ask Jackie, what can you do today? I ask God, what can I do today to be of service to people, places, and things? How can I get out of myself so that myself is calm, cool, and collective? that I am present, that I am recovering one day at a time. Um, I once heard on this line, you know, yesterday's shower does not make me clean today. It's the same thing with this recovery. Yesterday's work is yesterday's work. Now it's to get up, get up, ask God for help, and to work this program today. I have one daily reprieve as long as I'm willing to work it every day. Not to negotiate, but to be of service, to be there, to be present, to be saying that today I don't obsess about food. For today, I don't obsess about life. I accept life on life's terms, even when I may not like what's going on. But I'm honest, open, and willing. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Have a lovely day, everyone.
0: Thank you, Jackie B. The floor is open again if you would like to share you could give me your name Charles H. Charles H. Craig F. Greg or, oh Craig right Matt, Craig M. F. Yeah, Matt Craig.
5: M. Melissa C. Melissa C. okay Charles H, Craig F, Matt M,
0: and Melissa C. Go ahead, Charles H.
11: Thank you, Rebecca, for your 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 lovely um, and loyal service. Charles H, a recovered compulsive here. I just want to drill right down and without help, it is too much for us. That's every single day. Don't care if, <laughs> don't care how long you've been absent. Don't care about your condolences. Um, convalescent attitude, don't care about your pride, your guilt, all that stuff. Without help, every day, it's too much for me. I cannot do this alone. Um, This book tells me all over the place that it's too much for me alone. I mean, I I can recall saying, I can say I'm religious, but I'm resentful. I was resentful with God for him having the power and me not having the power. I'm grateful that I surrendered. Um, I may lose a battle, but I win the war every single day. I do not have the power. I need to ingrain that in my mind. I don't need to intellectualize it, I need to internalize it. That thank you, God, for your power and your life and your strength and your courage. On my own, I can't do it. Mr. Fred? A different slant, he couldn't do it, had a lot of money. Man of 30, he couldn't do it. Jim, he couldn't do it. Bill W., Ebby, I mean, the name, Roland Hazard, the names go on and on. If they couldn't do it, what makes me think that I'm different or terminally unique and and think that I can do it or that I can beat the game? Without help, it is too much for me. I don't know about y'all because if I'm in your head, I'm out of my mind. I need help every day. I need this program of action every single day. I need to like like my man says from Chirac, chop wood and carry water every day. You know there's a saying in Jamaica. You know, if I if, if you know if I if, if I climb if the monkey climb too high, then he'll lose all his bananas. I just gotta stay low, man, and thank that high thing, God, for giving me another opportunity to get it right one day at a time, to get the spiritual conditioning, this daily reprieve, unfair, unmerited favor, the grace he has on me um, to do this thing, to do this do one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Charles H. Craig F.
12: Nice, Craig Gas yes, recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
0: Can you hear me? If you could speak a little louder, it would be better.
12: Okay, I'll do that. I, I oh, that.
0: that's good. Thanks, Craig.
12: Yeah. yeah, Okay, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, give a little physics lesson here. The the choice of the word power, um, I think it's a, a God thing. You know, in in in, uh, in strictly a, a physical sense, physics sense of the word. If you, if you go out and you push against an object, you exert a force on it, um, you haven't really ex- done any work until that object moves. And you haven't exerted any power until it moves over a period of time. You have force, and, and then you have work. Work is force times distance. But power is force times distance over a period of time. And so this power greater than ourselves is a power that is a force sufficient to move the object over a distance for a period of time, and and I I just kind of like to have that image when I'm thinking about this power greater than myself. It can it can uh, it's a force applied to my problems that moves the problems that moves the problem and it moves it over a period of time and uh that's power greater than myself because it can move the problem uh it can move it better than i do can then it can move it over a period of time um the uh, other thing i want to talk about is the is the first three steps and just uh to to uh divide the words out a little uh, different i when i came in i i, I read that uh, we're powerless over food and and I didn't say think life is unmanageable. I said my weight's unmanageable. I'm powerless over food. My weight was unmanageable, and I really thought that the, using the word life in there was a hat tip to the uh, anorexic and bulimics who didn't have a weight problem that they had a food problem. So our food, my food was unmanageable, and 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 uh, that my weight was unmanageable. And uh, you know I came, and so I came to believe that God could restore me to a normal weight, and then I made a decision to turn my weight and my eating over to the care of this God that uh, that I believed in. But of course, that's not what it says. And over time, I I, I came to understand that uh, that it wasn't because I was overweight that my life was unmanageable. It wasn't because I was overeating that my life was unmanageable. Life is is purely unmanageable that even in in recovery even in living in, in 10 11 and 12 even in uh in, in recovery life is unmanageable that that I am not the director of the stage play and and it was my selfishness that um was the problem life is unmanageable and, and it's unmanageable because in my selfishness I want to manage uh everything I want to manage life and I want everybody to behave according to my script, and and they don't. And of course, that's the problem, and and the frustration. And uh, so today, I know that um, that 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 there's a break in that in that in that uh, step. It says we admitted we were powerless over food. It doesn't say and that our, it. It doesn't say and because of that, our lives are unmanageable. It says we admitted we were powerless over food. And that our lives have become unmanageable. And it's actually a dash that our lives have become unmanageable. Um and and today there it's not become completely manageable. It's become time, Craig. Uh, thank you. Sorry. Today i come to live in acceptance and uh, surrender, and with that I'll pass. Thank you.
0: I was so engrossed. Thank you, Craig F that I lost track of time. Sorry about that. Matt
6: M.
13: Hello, this is Matt Em, also Peter from New Jersey. Remember that we deal with food, clean, passively, and powerful without helping us too much for us. I don't know Matt, none about you, but whatever defense I put up against this disease, the disease always crawled into under the cracks. It got in, in the creases of the armor. I always wind up going back to it. So I mentioned about getting too high, you know, if you lose all your bananas, but the, it's almost like I remember the story of Icarus where he flew too high to the sun and he wound up his wings melted and he flew to, and he dropped fell to his death. That's kind of like me and a lot of us in a way. Like um, I try to think of myself sometimes when I'm in the food, as my own higher power that I got this. I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. I don't need any program. I can stop eating all on my own. I lost, look at me, I lost 260 pounds, blah, blah. I didn't lose that weight on my own. I got, had friends who were helping me who I was living with, that food and who had healthy food in the house that I was able to eat. I have my friend ordering my groceries for me. This wasn't a pro. It wasn't God. It it, it wasn't me. I'm sorry. It wasn't me. It's my higher power giving me the willingness to work with my friend and the willingness to let her take control. But you know what? I I I, I I'm left to my own devices. I am not in control of this disease. know, the first three steps of the decision making stuff. They they teach me that um. I have to be willing to make a decision that, am I willing to do this with help or am I willing to do this on my own? Either way, I won't be able to do it without help from a higher power of our own understanding. And, um, you know, and but these three steps are just a decision, you know. they could just heard the story about three frogs are sitting on the log. One of them makes a the decision to jump off the log. How many frogs are still on the log? Three, because they only made a decision. You know, um, have, I, I'm really tired with the whole half measures. I'm willing to put myself whole hog into this process and get recovered not easy and my my sponsor and me sometimes uh, don't agree on everything but I'm willing just for today to listen to direction and take direction and do ten steps, do eleven steps and do everything my sponsors asked of me because I admire what they have and I'm willing to do what they've asked me to do. And with that I'll pass.
5: I'm here. Thanks, Matt M. Melissa
14: C. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. I don't know if I'm able to be heard right now.
5: I do
0: hear you, Melissa C. Okay, good.
14: You. If I if it drops, I, I sometimes I enter a dead zone. So um anyway, this is Melissa C recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um, you know what I what grabbed me this morning was the cunning, baffling, and powerful. And that we're talking about food, you know, alcohol, whatever it is that's our um addiction. And um, you know, so so really food is cunning, you know. And it gets, you know, its way as a result of the, Um, and it's baffling. I cannot understand it. Um, and it's powerful, you know, stronger than me. And um, you know, whenever I think, well, wait, we're just talking about food here? That That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I have to remind myself, yes, for me, this is true. For a normal person, it makes no sense that food would have all of this power, that it could be, like, personified. You know, I can think of it as, as with human characteristics, that it's a liar, um, It's it's unable to be understood and it's stronger than me and yeah that's step one that for me that is the truth and um, and so I am without defense against it um, I have come face to face with the fact that it has become my master and there's tremendous um, pain you know and and tremendous opportunity in, in that admission and so what what do I have to do? I need to find God, and, and I can't delay. I've got to find him now. And so um, it means, yeah, getting on board and starting the work. And, you know, we, we kind of stand at that turning point. And the decision is either turn back, go back to my master, which is the food, you know, where it, it is stronger than anything else. It has human-like Characteristics, but far stronger than than any human I've known, or find the power that can relieve me of it. And so here we are at the steps. And you know, for me, the choice became clear because I um, tried it over and over and over again. And um, you know, thank you with, with um, you know with all of you today, I can have um, I can have freedom, and uh, with that, I can. Thanks,
0: Melissa C. We have time for two or three more shares. Would anyone else ask? S. Anyone else?
15: Leanne A.
0: Did you say Ann? Tony Ann A. Oh, Tony Ann A. Cynthia C. Someone ending in C. Cynthia C. Cynthia, okay, I'll take you three, thank you. So I have Leah S., Tony-Ann A., and Cynthia C. Go ahead, Leah S. Thank you so much, Rebecca.
16: This is Leah um, S., a recovered compulsive overeater from Brooklyn. Um, there is one power, and that is God. May you find him now. Why Why are they saying, may you find him now? Um, because I'm going back even more on page 58. Remember that what we are dealing with is food that is so cunning and powerful. It is so, it's not for me to determine. I don't understand it. Um, How is it possible that um, almost three years ago, I used to binge and binge and eat and stuff, and my mind was so stuffed up that I didn't even know what I was doing. And today, I, I have clarity. I have direction. It's because half measures avail us nothing. And I finally stand at the turning point. And I just want to add one more thing. All of us who come onto this line, that we come for a purpose that is already taking step one. That we are admitting. You know what? I do want to hear what you other guys have to say because I am already surrendering something. Uh, something within me is letting go of, of 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 what that ego used to be and what that. Uh, uh, that uh, that um, self uh, self everything used to be, and once I find that the direction that can come from something that is not human, then I can find recovery, and of course by practicing these twelve steps and by doing step tens constantly as they come up,
0: and thank you for letting me
16: share. This is late.
0: Thank you, Leah S. Tony Ann A.
15: Hi, this is Tony Ann A from New Jersey. Um what what really stands out to me today is the turning point. Uh, when I first came in, I thought that the turning point meant that I hit my bottom and that I had no other choice but to do this to work this program. And today I realized that the turning point for me now is not a bottom. It's every single day when something happens and then I, t- I make a decision to work the steps instead of going back into the destructive behaviors that I had and into the food. So every day I face a turning point. Every single day when I something happens that perhaps scares me or I get angry at something or one of my character defects rears up and I decide. And the turning point is me making the decision either I'm going to work the steps And I'm going to get past this and stay in recovery, work my recovery, be recovered. Or I'm going to, the turning point is the opposite. I'm going to go back and do what I used to do, which was stuff my face, eat about it, hide, live in uh, procrastination and denial. So every single day, I'm faced with a turning point. No longer do I think like I thought 17 years ago when I first came in this program, where I thought the turning point had to be, you know, really being at the bottom. Every day is a turning point for me. Every moment of every day when I have to make a decision to live this program, not just work this program, but really live this program. And that's what I turn towards. And what am I turning towards? A higher power in working the steps. With that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Tony and A and Cynthia C. Thank you. Mandy heard? I hear you, Cynthia.
17: Thank you. Um, Cynthia Seeds, food addict, compulsive overeater. Um, This is so perfect for me to hear this morning. Just um, what everybody shared. Thank you for your service and thank you, everybody, for sharing. Um, You know, I had a hard day at work and I had a challenge at work that is new. And um, and, uh, my director said something about a pattern of something I've been doing. And part of me wanted to really react and be angry and be defensive um, because I felt like, you know, a month ago I was doing everything well, great, and now there are are patterns. Um, You know, I had to sit there and I had to say, I'm only 60 days or so into my abstinence. I'm starting step eight. Um, I don't change overnight. (laughs) You know, that my life had become unmanageable. Um, you know, I was into the food, I was out of control in some ways, and of course it would have had to affect my work,
7: you know, and
17: very, it feels very painful for me right now, and yet grateful and a relief to know that, you know, those patterns of behavior, that, that being out of control my life, being unmanageable, did affect, you know, various areas in my life, and just because I'm abstinent today doesn't mean that everything changed Overnight, um, you know, and that's it. It's, I'm powerless over that. Um, and I'm powerless over uh, the challenging colleague who's causing problems for me. And I can't control her, I can't control what she does. And I just I've, I didn't sleep much last night because I'm, I'm kind of gripping on to that fear. And gripping on to my resentment, and I did a you know I worked through the resentment last night with my with my sponsor, but it's hard to let go of just accepting that I'm powerless. You know, hard to do that, and I know only my higher power can really relieve me of that, and I need to be willing to turn that over to my higher power. And you know, it's, sometimes it's it's not easy every day. Um, and I do know today that I am so grateful that I am abstinent, that part of why it is so painful today is that I'm not drowning my feelings in food. Um, And that is the first step. It is the first step to know that my life has been unmanageable. You know, I have a higher power that can destroy me to sanity. And I just need to keep praying for the willingness to turn this issue and every other issue over to my higher power and to listen and to seek guidance from my higher power because I I don't have to do this alone. You know, I was so grateful that I was hearing people say that we, you know, they can't do this alone. I can't do it alone either. And the power of this fellowship is amazing. And I was so grateful to wake up, even though I woke up late, you know, late to get onto this meeting and hear people say exactly what it was that I needed to hear. So I need to trust my higher power to know that I will get guidance and I just have to listen. Um, And I just needed to stake my place today. So thank you so much. I'll pass.
6: Thank you,
0: Cynthia C. We have one minute to spare, so rather than opening the floor, I'm just going to take that one minute. This is Rebecca F. I'm a compulsive overeater from Connecticut, and I'm grateful to be uh, recovered and to be of service to um, the meeting and to our fellowship. And um, for one thing, I just want to say how... Appreciative I am that everyone was so patient and waited for me to write your names down so that um, I didn't, you know, get overwhelmed at all. It was so beautiful how orderly the meeting was today. Thank you for everyone and for all of you who um, were willing to open up and share because this was a lot of content to be able to focus on a share in just three minutes. So. Um, Everyone did a beautiful job with that, and it was very inspiring. And um, one last thing is if you're on the fence about being of service in this meeting or out in the world or in your local meetings, I can't encourage you enough to do it, even if it's uncomfortable, because it is an opportunity to spread our wings and... um, Get deeper into the program, and um, we get back so much more than we give. So um, thank you for the opportunity to be of service, and thank you everyone for your participation in this meeting, and for the oh, and for the opportunity to be of service. The reference number for this meeting, Thursday, June twenty second, two thousand seventeen, seven a.m. Eastern Time, is one zero zero seven seven one zero zero seven seven please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer will janice m please read a vision for you our book is meant to be suggested only to the end of the page
6: Yes, thank you. Thank you for your service, Rebecca. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize that we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.